Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Michael Voris is on the line with us right now. He is the founder and president of St. Michael's Media and the senior executive producer of Church Militant. Michael, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I appreciate the chance to speak, Frank. Thank you. And I understand that at one time you were a, a TV reporter, so that was your penance for a time, huh? <laughs> about, 20, about 20 years reporting, producing, anchoring uh, you, you know the drill uh, me too <laughs> now, now t- before, we, before we get into any controversy tell, tell us what, what is Church Militant and why Church Militant is a, the, web, the web presence, internet presence of the apostolate St. Michael's Media uh, so St. Michael's Media does a number of different things to advance the Catholic faith Church Militant is, the, is that presence on the web. And what we specifically do at Church Militant is, or on Church Militant, is uh, talk about various issues that we think Catholics need to know. Uh, and that covers a pretty broad spectrum of things going on in the culture in general, things going on in the world of politics, all of this obviously having you know some touching on matters Catholic. We don't just cover politics for the sake of politics. Um, things going on within the church, good and bad, uh, and uh, and then many things very devotional, spirituality, um, uh, you know, directly theological things like that. So, sort of a broad spectrum of things uh, for Catholics. Now, correct me if if any of what I say is wrong, but I understand you're a graduate of Notre Dame and then studied in Rome, and you have a bachelor's degree in sacred theology as well. Uh, yeah, that largely that's correct. I graduated from Notre Dame. It's 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 uh, it's an ecclesiastical degree, so to say it's a bachelor's degree, uh, it's it's called a baccalaureate, but on the it's not an academic degree uh, like from a secular institution. And on the ecclesiastical side, it's essentially the equivalent of a double master's. Now, here here in Michael, here in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, I believe there was a, a a poll one time that was done, and I believe in in several of the counties here, the Roman Catholic and Orthodox population is about seventy eight percent of the of the people here. So that's why why, you know, anything that happens here, we get so many calls. Would you give us a, 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 your, your opinion of what the status of the Catholic Church is right now? Because our listener said the church militant is trying to protect the church from it attacks. That's correct. Uh, the Lord, the, for about roughly the past 50 years, and this is not this is not evenly true across the board, obviously evenly distributed. It depends, you know, in the, you know, where you might be at a specific time and all of that. But in an overall trend for the past 50 years, the um, commitment of the church, church leaders, uh, and then consequently uh, the, many of the laity uh, to the fundamental teachings of the church have changed. They've either been sacrificed, abandoned, ignored, uh, downplayed, substituted for, uh, you know, sort of take your pick. And again, that depends on the where you are, who the personalities are involved. For example, you have some bishops today just coming out in favor of, you know, things that are 
quite frankly, heretical. Other bishops just don't say anything one way or the other. Other bishops will offer a very weak passing, kind of doesn't really get any publicity defense of something of the Church. So, again, this isn't evenly distributed, but the net effect over the course of the past 50 years is a great diminution of the faith. And I think the major indicator of that, and we've been sort of trumpeting this at Church Militants and St. Michael's Media for approximately 10 years, and we've been saying there's going to come sort of the crest uh, uh, of the raw number of Catholics, which has been increasing uh, steadily for decades and decades and decades, but the rate of that increase has been uh, getting uh, uh, smaller and smaller. And just looking at it, and of course, as you know, you have the same sort of background or same profession that I have. You hang around in reporting long enough, you get to be a numbers guy and all that, look at trends and graphs and charts and uh, polls and surveys and everything. And I was looking at this stuff a few years ago and said, there's going to come the watershed moment somewhere around 2012, 2013, somewhere in that neighborhood where the raw number of Catholics in the United States is actually going to begin to decline. And we just hit that uh, in, I believe it was 2015. In 2014, I might be off on my years by one or two, so I'm doing this from memory, but uh, we had 74, 72.4 million Catholics, depending on how you count, um, uh, in the United States. That just means baptized. It doesn't mean they believe anything. It doesn't mean they were raised Catholic. It doesn't mean anything beyond they just were baptized. 74 point, uh, 72.4 million. And in 2016, the number was 72 million. So for the first time since these numbers have been being tracked in any significant way, the raw number, and anybody who knows what statistics has familiarity with statistics knows what the raw number means. It's the paramount number, and that has now decreased in the U.S. the number of Catholics by a half a million. Now, so, of, of yeah, course, of that's, course, Michael, that's astounding. <laughs> one of the one of the main reasons that I, I wanted to talk to you was about the Father Martin issue. Father Martin is, of sure. course, speaking at Misericordia University. We're going to take a break, okay? And when we come back, we're going to focus on that. So you can hang on and talk to us. I hope. Sure, absolutely. Okay, hang on. I'll put you on hold. We're going to take a break 16 minutes after 4. We are talking to Michael Voris, St. Michael's Media, which is a, a website that you want to check out called Church Militant. And if we are talking to Michael Voris. Michael is the uh, founder of St. Michael's Media and a, 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 a website called Church Militant. And, Michael, I, I want to just ask you, what, what is your problem with Father Martin speaking at Misericordia University? Uh, well, it isn't necessarily misericordia. It's that Father Martin would be given any public platform anywhere. This one just happens to be, <clears throat> excuse me, happens to be at uh, misericordia, uh, uh, where he gets to distort Catholic teaching. Now, if he wants to go speak in some public ground somewhere and say whatever he wants to say, which is not true, this is the point, what he presents in these talks about Catholicism vis-a-vis -vis, uh, the whole homosexual same-sex attraction thing is not true, it's incomplete, and it's error-written. Now, uh, and as a result, he should not be allowed to be speaking on church property. 
Now, and that's that's the problem. Okay. Now, did you read his book, Building a Bridge? No, I don't talk about his book because it's I mean, not his, it's not his book. I, I the only, I've never said anything about his book. The issue, and and that's the very that's another thing with him. Whenever I happens to say something, his response is. And his supporters' responses: Well, you haven't read his book. That's right, because I'm not talking about his book. His but, but, book but his is book is a Trojan his, horse to get up and talk about these other things. But now, he, it, it, the concept there is the LGBT community. He wants to open a conversation with them. I mean, I, I realize that's very simplistic, but what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it except that's not true. There already is a conversation with the. I, I mean, for example. LGBT is a political phrase. It's it's a cultural political phrase. People in the church don't. That would be like Catholic, like Catholic bishop going up and talking to somebody uh, and referring to him or her as pro-choice. That the language itself, before you ever get to a discussion, the definitions are loaded. LGBT may be a very fun, you know, uh, fun term or acceptable term to talk about out in the culture, but within the church, which is what he does, he's a priest talking in the context of the church on church property. He should be using church vocabulary. That's the very first problem. Second of all, there already is a there already is a dialogue here. The church has, for example, a marvelous group marvelous group. It was started by a Catholic priest in New York, I think, in the 70s, maybe in the 80s. Uh, the name of it, but uh, he's dead now, the priest, God rest his soul, but his name was uh, Father Harvey. And he started a group called Courage, uh, which was, is, as many chapters around the country, um, I think around the world as well, uh, to engage with Catholics uh, who are same-sex attracted, who are trying to live according to the Church's teachings faithfully. There already is a bridge, to use Father Martin's title of his book. So for him to go around and pretend as though, like, the Church hates gays, because that's the message you take away from it. The Church hates gays and, you know, has been, you know, persecuting towards gays, I mean, holy Moses, you know, half the priests that have been ordained in the last 50 years are gays. I'm not quite sure how you wind up with the church hates gays. Uh, so, I mean, that's the issue here. And the, the, the irritation on this is that Father Martin simply lies. He lies about church teaching in these presentations. And this isn't just me sort of listening to the, you know, listening to it and doing an interpretation. Father Martin is on the record for saying that the church's teachings regarding chastity, meaning only having sex within the confines of, uh, of marriage, uh, that those teachings don't apply to same-sex attracted people, homosexual people. My, Michael, like, the, the people, who, the people who, uh, who responded when he was on, you know, they, they said there's 20,000 signatures on a petition. Uh, and then I, I contacted the bishop, and it appears that the bishop and Father Martin and the, the hierarchy of the Catholic Church don't want to hear what you have to say. They think that you're the, the, the crazy radicals. 
<laughs> well, of course they do. <laughs> of course they think. In, that in, fa in fact, just in fact, I, I asked a, a theologian. I said, "I'm, I'm going to have uh, the church militant on," and he said, "Well, in theological terms, they are what we call crazy." <laughs> that was, well, so, that's very well. That's very that's very Catholic of him to speak as a fellow Catholic in those terms. Um, you know, if he wants to take umbrage, you know, first of all, a Catholic theologian. You know, I'm a Catholic theologian. I have an STB, I have an ecclesiastical degree in theology. So, you know, there are there are theologians of various stripes, you know, that says, you know, he's a liberal theologian who doesn't like the message of orthodox traditional Catholicism. I get it. I mean, we've been talking about this for ten years, that there is this gigantic split in the church. You could kind of if you were to look at it from sort of a, a political analogous point, you see the same thing in the country. There are just two versions of America. Uh, that are being fought out, lived out side by side every day in a country. Well, that same thing is happening in church right now. It's just come to a head now uh, over a number of issues, and one of them, a leading one, is this particular one, the whole question of homosexuality. And I don't think it's surprising that one of the reasons it's coming to a head is because there are so many homosexual clergy. And I find it just beyond the pale that Father Martin will not answer the question because it's a relevant question because he's the one out there. He will not answer the question whether he himself is attracted uh, sexually to men. Now, he won't answer that question. He says, well, my superiors have forbidden me from answering it. That's what he told the Washington Post. I think that was in the summer, or late summer, early fall. And it's like, well, why would your superiors forbid you from saying that, you know, that if, if you're straight, why would your superiors forbid you from saying that? Have you contacted the diocese here at all? I mean, have you had any conversation with the, with the diocese of Scranton? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean. You mean have we called them up and said, "Hey, why are you inviting him?" Well, yeah, or or at least let them know, you know, your your objection to this. I mean, I mean, uh, one of the things that that that, that oh, are, yeah, 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 we we have we have publicly backed on on numerous occasions, that uh, that petition that's going around. We didn't want to start a second petition. I mean, that's kind of pointless. We just have everybody be on the same petition. And uh, But, yeah, we publicly supported that. I mean, they know our position on this. Father Martin knows our position on this. All right, Michael, we got to take another break. I know you understand that, but I do want to talk to you about about your comments about the bishop, and, the, and I do want to get the information on the rosary rally because people are calling about that. So if you would hold on a second, we're going to take a break. Block Frank Andrew Show, WILK. Michael Voris, St. Michael media church militant on the line with us michael bishop joseph bambera diocese of scranton uh, issued a statement we asked him to come on the air but he would only give us a statement said that father martin went through all the uh, the screening father martin's book was approved by his superiors and as far as he's concerned it's okay for father martin to speak now when i watched your video which i believe is called vortex i was Correct. very uncomfortable with I, I don't want to say the attack on the bishop, but you were really, really strong in your comments about him. No, well, yeah, because souls are at stake. Bishop Bambera is a coward here. He, for whatever reason, he's going along with, I don't know if he agrees with, it doesn't matter why, uh, why he's doing it. I don't know what his intentions are. Uh, I don't pretend to read his mind, but I don't need to know any of that to know that what he's doing is wrong. Bishop Bambera is responsible for the spiritual welfare of the souls in his charge as bishop in that diocese. And he is wrong to let this priest who speaks heresy loose on his people. 
And that's the bottom line. I don't care if he went through some screening. They set up the screening. <laughs> he passed the screening. All that means is you approved him. There isn't some objective, like, committee of gods on Olympus that, you know, hands down the blessing for it. That's Bishop Bambera's people who get paid by him said, yeah, we want him to speak. And the bishop goes, okay. That's not screening, and it's disingenuous to present it that way. Uh, you know, I, I, it must it may come from just just uh, my upbringing, but when you call Father Martin a liar and when you call b the bishop a coward, I get very uncomfortable. Like you're not supposed to challenge the the uh, the, the hierarchy of the church. You're not supposed to challenge the hierarchy of the church when they are in communion with the magisterium of the church, when they are not in communion with them. And I mean, I don't mean jurisdictional communion. I mean the harmony of the church's teaching. When they despise that, ignore it, don't enforce it, won't preach it, you absolutely challenge it. They are wrong. That doesn't mean that they don't have the authority of the office. I'm not challenging the fact that he's bishop, none of that. I'm talking about in this case, he is wrong. Father Martin preaches heresy. And that's what I said in the Vortex episode. I said, Bishop, are you going to stand up at this event and say that what Father Martin said about uh, men and women who are same-sex attracted, that the church is teaching on chastity, doesn't apply to them? That is heresy, Frank. And I think your, your listeners, I, I hope, will understand that. That's, now, if somebody wants to agree or disagree that the church should do this, I mean, that's a different discussion. You know, whether the church's teaching is right, but that's not the discussion. The discussion is that we all agree, and we all at least pretend, in the sense of Father Martin, that the church's teaching is right, but then he, he preaches or gives talks and is supported by various members of the hierarchy who say that, uh, who give them his, give him their approval. By the way, there are many other members of the hierarchy who do not give Father Martins uh, do not give him any kind of approval. He got into a Twitter war with Bishop uh, Perpaki in Springfield, Illinois, over this very issue about homosexuality. Cardinal Sarah, a cardinal. <laughs> I mean, he may have a couple cardinals in his back pocket, but he also has some cardinals opposed to him publicly. Cardinal Robert Sarah at the Vatican uh, wrote an article which appeared in the Wall Street Journal saying that what he was doing is wrong. So again, we're, you know, why? What does this all point to? It points to the great split in the church. All right, now, but Michael, Michael, I have I have two final two final points, and I, I don't want to keep you too too much longer. But you apparently have sure. a big following in this area because one of our our listeners said, please make sure that you have him comment on the fact that there's church triumphant, church militant, church suffering, so people don't get the wrong impression. And then everybody wants to know if you're going to the Rosary Rally, which is one o'clock on the day of, of Father Martin's speech. Um, okay, first, first of all, on the theological point, yes, when, when the Church speaks of Church militant, that is a centuries, centuries, centuries old term that merely refers to uh, the baptized who are still here on earth fighting evil. They're militating against evil. It doesn't mean anything about violence or, you know, picking up guns and weapons. There's nothing to do with that. And it's part of the communion of saints, the Church on earth, the Church in purgatory, and the Church in heaven. The church in heaven is called the Church triumphant because the souls who are in heaven are now saints, and their battle is over, and they have triumphed. We, here on earth, because we can still lose our salvation, are still fighting for it. That's what it means theologically. 
I would love to try to come to that rosary rally. Uh, much of it depends right now. My my uh, my father's health is not doing very well. I think a number of people probably know that. And uh, he's actually in the hospital uh, right now. As soon as this interview is over, I've got to get back to the hospital where he has... Uh, uh, he's been sort of declining since August, so it's kind of a hit and miss thing if I'm able to attend things or not. So I don't like making a commitment about something and backing out of it. If I can make it, I will. But uh, you know, my presence at it is not that big of a deal one way or the other. What's important is that there be a Catholic witness, a witness to authentic, authentic Catholic teaching that what Father Martin is saying is wrong. And frankly, leads souls to hell. Okay, Michael, I've asked you to stay for a half hour. I kept you much longer. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. And I hope, uh, I wish well for your father. Thank you and Merry Christmas to you. All right. God bless, guys. And God bless all your, all your listeners. Thank you, Michael. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.